You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleburne, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleburne.com. You know, one of the greatest joys in my life has been the opportunity that I get to love my wife. Now, part of loving my wife, and if you're new to marriage, this is something that is new to you, but if you've been married a long time, this is old news to you. Part of loving my wife is learning her cues. Amen? Because sometimes, sometimes I can avoid making things worse for myself if I just pick up on the cues, right? So when my wife comes to me and says, I love you, but I need to go, okay, She's trying to lead off with something good, but she really is is upset with me on something, so I need to pay attention to the but. Why do we need to pay attention to the but? Because the but changes everything, right? Especially with my wife. If, If there's a but behind, I love you, but, then I need to go, okay, babe, I'm listening. What did I do? What did I do? And that's our new series. It's called But God. And I want you, what I want you to see over these next four or five weeks, I can't remember how many weeks it is, but, but God changes everything. You'll see in the scriptures in many different passages that we're going to bring to you, you have something that's going on, then it says, but God, then everything changes. And so I looked up the definition of but, and it's, it's used to introduce a phrase or clause contrasting with what has already been mentioned. He stumbled, but he didn't fall. My wife, I love you, but I was looking forward to going with you to the movies, but the but changes everything. But because of God's rich mercy, he has provided salvation for us by grace, through faith, not through our good works, so that we cannot claim credit. So this morning, I've got a very simple message and it's the title is The Hope of Easter. The Hope of Easter. What is Easter all about? Did you know that Easter's not about Easter bunnies and and plastic eggs? Now, you know, I wanna put in an addendum. I do love this time of year because the greatest candy ever made comes out this time of year. It's the Reese's Easter egg, okay? Praise the Lord. Nestle, if you're listening, okay, make the, make the, the, the Reese's, the egg, all year round because it's the best one. There is no other one. It, it's just the perfect consistency of chocolate and peanut butter. I don't know why you do that, but it just is. So, Nestle, if you're hearing me, do that every, every, all the time, okay? Don't change it. Just make it the egg. It's beautiful. I love you. But if you have your Bibles, grab them. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. If you don't have a Bible, that's fine. Uh, If you're watching on a a device, um, don't change over. But if you can grab another device, you can follow along on the Hope Church Cleveland app or we're on version if you're already there. Uh, And you can follow along with my notes there. So before I give you point number one, I want to read to you Ephesians 2, chapter 1 through 3. And it says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sin in which you once walked following the course of this world 
following the prince of power of the air and the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among who we all once lived in the passion passions of our flesh carrying out desires of the body and the mind and whereby nature children of wrath like to rest in mankind so my point number one is we were sentenced to death we were sentenced to death guys we were all once spiritually dead and objects of God's wrath now I want you to hear me God is not some evil supernatural being that's standing up in heaven with a magnifying glass waiting to burn us like ants no but God is holy and every one of us is born with sin myself included I mean, just look at your kids. You can't even, you don't teach your kids to lie. You don't teach your kids to do bad things, but they just do it because we are all born in sin. But guys, the Bible also talks about the ruler of the air, the ruler of this world right now. The ruler of the things of the flesh is the devil. And he likes to convince you of things. He likes to tell you, you're a good person. Don't worry about it. He likes to tell you, oh, you know, truth is relative. He likes to tell you, well, what makes this religion better than that religion? That's what he likes to tell you. Because if he can distract you from the truth, then he can keep you right where he wants you. And that's ruling your life. So my question today is, what rules your life? Is it money, drugs, sex, alcohol, the pursuit of the next best thing? But guys, the Bible tells us if we pursue flesh, what is our sentence? We are sentenced to death. Guys, it doesn't matter if we're a good person. Good is not enough for heaven. God is looking for perfection. There's only one place perfection can be found. And many people would say, and, and I know some of you are watching, you're like, well, how can God, how can a loving God send people to hell? I've got a great answer for you. A loving God has never sent anyone to hell. We do it to ourselves. Because hell was not actually created for us. Hell was created before the fall of man. Satan and his angels rebelled against God and God cast them where? Into the lake of fire. And put them forever in to hell. But here's the thing. God created us and there was no sin in this world. But what happened? we sinned against God then God said every generation after will have that plague of sin but I'm going to send you a rescue mission and so we can all choose Jesus that choice is ours so the choice of heaven or hell comes to us not to God that takes me to my point too we are condemned to hell but God Ephesians 2, 4 says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loves us. Stop there. But God 
changes everything. We were following the devil, but God. We were addicted to drugs, but God. We were addicted to pornography, but God. We lost our cool too often with our kids, but God. We were so deep in debt that we did not know what to do, but God. We were so jealous of other people on Facebook and how they live their lives, but God. We were lonely and alone with no one around us, but God. We put our job before our family and our family left us, but God, we were plagued with the virus, but God, in one moment, God could walk into your circumstances and change everything. That's what we need. We need God. There's nothing else in this world that can help us, but God. Don't put your faith in yourself. Don't put your faith in your friends. Don't put your faith in anything else but God. So point number three, but God made us alive. We were sentenced to death, but God made us alive. Let's read Ephesians 2, 5 through 9 says, Even when we were dead in our trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in, in the coming age, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace... You have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no man should boast. But God changed everything. On a hill called Golgotha, Jesus was nailed to a cross for you. Satan thought he won. He thought he had killed Jesus and killed the problem. But God, three days later, rose Jesus from the dead. Now, guys, we have three promises within this verse that I want you to understand. Number one is we are made alive in Christ. That means our sin does not condemn us to death anymore. You know, I said, I said earlier that perfection, perfection is the way to heaven. And you said, well, well, pastor, I'm not perfect. That's where the blood of Jesus comes in. When we accept Jesus as our savior, his blood washes our sins as white of snow. And God no longer sees the sin on us. In fact, the Bible tells us it casts our sin as far as the east is from the west. God is not concerned with your past, only you are. God is only concerned with your future. Number two, we are raised up with Christ. We were raised from sin and death and given an opportunity to be alive. You know, I mentioned earlier, people always say, well, well, how do we know that Christianity is different from every other religion? Let me tell you why. You can visit the grave 
of every other religious leader in this world. But God raised our leader from the dead so you can visit where they think he was buried, but he ain't there. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And so you can go see where the Buddhists and the Hindus worship. You can go to Mecca where Muhammad is buried. You can go to Israel where Jesus is buried, but guess what? He's not there. Because he's giving us hope that one day when we pass away, this earth is not our final destination. Guys, the fear and suffering and the mess that we're dealing with today, this is only temporary. The beginning of our promise is is a thousand years. So what Jesus is telling us, the beginning of our eternity is a thousand years. And if we do good, we might live 80, 90, 100 years on this earth. So this earth, the beginning of of eternity is our life here is a tenth of that. And we're concerned with all this mess. The third promise that you see in this last verse is that he has seated us in heavenly realms. So to be sealed with Christ in the heavenlies is a figure of speech, meaning God considers us worthy and destined to be sealed with Christ in heaven when we get there. God is going to enthrone us with a crown and riches of all the things that we have done on this earth because we are seated with him. Guys, what you have to understand, it's because of his death and resurrection that he has made us worthy. But guys, love is not only what God does. It is who God is. He cannot stop himself from loving us because he loves. He is love. That means his love for us is based entirely on his own character, not our performance. Did you hear that? God is love. So that means because of his being, he cannot stop loving you. So it's not based upon what you do. It's based upon the fact that God is love. So guys, today, what I want you to hear is never believe the lie that you are not worthy of being loved by Jesus. You are never, you can never do anything to make God stop loving you. Just like those parents that are here today and they're listening, there's nothing our kids could ever do to make us stop loving them. Do they frustrate the bull snot out of us? Yes, they do. Man, sometimes, you know, especially when they're home all the time and we're having to do homeschooling, (laughs) right? But you know what? At the end of the day, I love my kids and there's nothing they can ever do to make me stop loving them. And God's love is infinitely greater than me. So guys, what I want you to hear on this Easter Sunday is you were dead in your sins, but God made you alive. 
You may feel dead and depressed where you are right now, but God has made you alive. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you and your life today where you're sitting, home, car, wherever you are? Our first question is, which ruler are you following? You know, the verse that we read at the very first said, you can follow the prince of the air. The prince of the air is the devil. Or you can follow God. The devil's greatest goal is to convince you that God is not real because if he can convince you that God is not real then he can keep you deceived throughout the rest of your life Satan wants you to know that all of this he wants you to think that all of this is a fairy tale that we just we just worship Jesus on Easter Sunday with Easter bunnies and Easter eggs and this is all just a fairy tale and having fun but you know what this is life or death Guys, what gets me out of bed every morning, and this morning particularly, is that there's people dying and going to hell every day, and they need to hear about the love of Jesus. And I'm talking right to you, right there in that living room, wherever you are. If you were to die today, do you know that Jesus has washed your sins as white as snow? Because if we have not accepted him, then he has not washed our sins as white as snow. Number two, do you need God to walk in and change everything? Guys, I know that right now we are seeing something that we have never seen in our lifetime. Now this has happened before. In 1918, the Spanish flu was much worse than this and knocked out so many different things. And I know you listen to all the conspiracy theories and blah, 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 and you know, Jesus is coming back and, and this is gonna, you know, this is just the government behind all of it, blah, that whatever. What I truly believe is happening is God is rearranging our priorities to help us understand what is important because what you miss the most right now is what is most important to you. Guys, the one thing I miss the most right now is seeing every one of your beautiful smiling faces walking through that door. And this is like an Easter that I've never seen in my life before. But you know what? I'm willing to go through this because I believe on the other side, we're going to see the greatest harvest the church has ever seen. Because, but God. We were plagued by our virus. We didn't know what to do but God. And if you study history in 1918, one of the last great awakenings happened around that time. Why? But God changed everything. And so what I'm saying today is God can walk in wherever you are and change everything in your circumstances. You just have to put your trust in him. And the verse says, it's, it's all about him because if it was about us, then we could boast and say, aren't I awesome? Look at me. Nothing about following Jesus is about beating your chest. Jesus came not as a king. He came as a humble servant. He died the death of a criminal. Why? Because he loved you. 
Number three, do you need Jesus to make you alive today? Do you need Jesus to make you alive today? Now I'm gonna say a prayer in just a minute for those of you that are out there saying, Pastor, I want exactly what you're talking about. Pastor, I, I feel you're talking right to me. And if that's you today, hang on just a second. I'm gonna say a prayer and you can give your heart over to Jesus and let him wash your sins as white as snow. But if you wanna do that, I want you to text, follow him to 97,000. So nine, seven and three zeros, follow him to 97,000. Because here's the thing, giving your heart over to him today is just step one. You need to get connected to a church. You need to find out what, what getting closer to God is all about. And guess what? We have a good plan for you. One of our pastors is going to contact you. We're going to help you through this. You are not alone. And so I want you to understand that if you are making this decision today, I'm so excited for you. But this is just step one. You've got the rest of your life to live. And you need people around you to love you and to walk you through this. So if you want to accept Jesus today, I want you to repeat after me. Say this prayer. Bow your head. Close your eyes. Say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I love you. Forgive me of my sins. I give you my life. Use it for your purposes. Cleanse me of where I failed you. And help me to follow you the rest of my life. Jesus name. Amen. If that's you, you said that with me. Text follow him to 97,000. Maybe you're out there today and you've, you've run away from God and you need to get back with him. Text that as, to, as well. Follow him to 97,000. We have an option on there as well. You'll get a little link that, that fill out a card. It also says, I want to give my heart back to Jesus today. I want to follow him in a new way today. And it also has an option if you're interested for more information about our church or becoming a member of our church. That information is there as well. But guys, what I want you to hear on this Easter Sunday is what this day is all about is we were dead in our trespasses, but God made us alive. Guys, there's nothing greater than that. So wherever you are today, I just want you to hear this simply. God loves you. There's nothing you have ever or can ever do to make him stop loving you. If you will allow him to come into your circumstances, he can change everything. And that's what this series is all about. But God, but God can change everything. So in just a moment, I want to pray with you. It's going to conclude our time with each other. But I want you to be prepared. The day is coming that we're going to be back in this building. And we're going to see one of the greatest moves of God we've ever seen. And I want you to get rest up because we're going to need you. I want you to get rest up because God is going to be on the move and I want you to be here to be a part of it with me because God has us going through this this mess not for no it, it, it has a reason 
And that reason is he wants to bring his church back to life. He's helped us understand that Sunday morning is so awesome, but we're called to be the church every other day of the week. That's why I'm wearing this shirt today. Jesus is bigger than Sunday. Sunday is just one day. Jesus wants the other six days of your week. So I want to encourage you, when we get back here, and even now, you got an opportunity to dig into the Word like you never had before. Once you get rest up, once you get prayed up, once you get it read up, because we're going to need you. So let's pray. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that in one simple word, but God, one simple phrase can change everything. So Lord, I just pray for the people that are out watching today. Lord, I pray that you would just bless them. Lord, I feel that they would feel your love, your mercy, and your compassion like they never have before. Lord, and I pray for those that gave their heart over to you today. Lord, I pray that they would text 97,000 to follow him and not sit there and, and wonder if they should do it. Lord, a part of being in this walk with you is having accountability, having people that love you. And Lord, I pray that you would just give us the courage to do that. And Lord, I just pray on this Easter Sunday that you would make it even more apparent to us that you are alive and that you are on the throne. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are an amazing God. And I thank you for this wonderful time we've had together. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Thanks for watching this Easter Sunday. And we will see you throughout the week and next Sunday here at Hope Church. We love you.